everybody, and welcome to an episode of Board Shenanigans to Go. That's right, your high-trans-fat, greasy burger alternative to your regularly scattered Board Shenanigans program. And on this particular episode, we're joined with, from just out of the recovery ward, Brent. Tell everybody hi, Brent. Hi, everybody. I got stabbed four times. He did. Like, literally, like, uh, I was, uh, so Ryan's mom works at Walmart. We were up, up there just a little while ago, and, uh, we're walking through, we see her, and, and she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, doing good, just have to, just got stabbed four times, you know, I have to be careful, and she looks at me like, wait, what? You just, you got stabbed for, like, she started freaking out over the fact that I said I got stabbed four times. Well, the truth is, I, I have four puncture wounds in my abdomen at the moment, where they jammed stuff in to take out a part of me. So this is the first time you've heard Brent less human than normal. Is this is this the beginning stages of what are you getting adamantium claws, cyborg enhancements? What are you doing here? No, nah, I think I'm just gonna take an organ out a year just to see what happens. <laughs> just do not fuck it. Do you do you really need your liver? Do you really need your abdomen? Uh, uh, any part of your abdomen? <laughs> so who who uses that damn heart thing? What the fuck does that even do? They'll never, they'll never get me. I'm just gonna slowly be, <laughs> I'm just gonna slowly deconstruct myself until I, until I'm just, I'm just goo, <laughs> and then from goo I'll be a ghost. <laughs> okay, so speaking of ghosts, <laughs> I actually have a fun story from ghosts. <laughs> okay, Fire so away. have you ever played Pokemon? Yes, many, many, many hours have been devoted to Pokemon. Okay, do you know, of course, that would mean that you know what Eevee is. Mm -hmm. Okay, Eevee is this creature for anybody who doesn't know, and if you don't know, fuck you, you need to go out and actually learn this shit because it's important. Damn you, fuck politics, fuck everything else, this is the important things in life. Yeah, to know what Eevee turns into when you give her what appropriate stone, I mean, okay. paramount information. Okay, yeah, so, well, there's this meme. It's a guy walking around saying, oh, let's, like, if I give you this stone, then you turn into this. If I give you this stone, you turn into this. Oh, my goodness, there's this new stone. Uh, I've never seen it before. Let me try this and see what happens. So he takes this giant stone and shoves it down his Eevee's mouth. Couple of panels later, it's like, hey, look at my new Eevee, ghost type. He killed his Eevee. Fucking asshole killed an Eevee. Who the fuck does that shit? Is, uh, Eevee's your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, Eevee's my favorite. Something about that little figure just, it, it does it for me. I like Gengar. Gengar's pretty cool, but, uh, I think... A pain in the ass to get? Very much so. Uh, I think the fact that Gengar is actually, uh, there's a theory out there that it's Clefable Shadow makes it even mm -hmm. more interesting, but then... What are Haunter and uh, Ghastly? What the see? And see, I, I played. I played with Haunter so much. Like you play with so much with Haunter, getting him to turn into fucking Gengar because you don't have to do the trade thing. But yes, actually, be worth a fuck. Blah 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 blah. But like you play with him so much that it's like you get really attached to him. Because I know I definitely do that. You know, I have the ones that. Because pretty much the main, you whichever of your starters, you pretty much have the whole game for the most part. But. Like, especially, at least on Gen 1 stuff. But, you know, you you, you keep that one, and so you kind of get attached to that one. But there's always, like, the couple that you put just a ton of effort into, and you get real attached to. And, like, I know that Ghost Type is not the best one to roll with. I, I, I get that. I understand that. But I always really like them, so I kind of just fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. You see, I've never made a team 
like most of the teams that I make are, uh, especially nowadays, are built around the evolutions. Just because you have each one, each one's powerful in its own right, and at a high enough level, they do a lot of damage. But you could get every single, uh, that, sure there are single type, monotypes are a little bit trickier, but whenever you get a monotype going against, like, you get Umbreon, Espeon, th- theirs takes out a huge portion of the field, uh, Jolteon's pretty badass, Flareon's pretty good, Vaporeon, never been a fan, but you always need that one, um, I think Glaceon actually took, uh, Flareon, or not Flareon, uh, Vaporeon's position, cause it can do water type moves, uh, right. so, I, I build teams that way. I build them based around Eevee. If, and sure, every once in a while, I'll throw in a legendary, like, crazy Lugia, Ho-Ho. Uh, I don't know what the new ones are, because I haven't really cared enough to catch them. You you know, those ones. Well, I mean, because, like, the last time, because Madison and I, we decided that we were going to go through, like, we both got, she got Fire Red, and I got Leaf Green, or whichever way, whoever was playing what. And we just kind of went through to play it so we could get whatever we wanted as far as teams and whatnot. And uh, so, like, because I've always been, I always, like, whenever I was, cause really the last time I played it hard was when I was a kid. And I went Charizard, and I was like, oh, Charizard's the best. And, okay, at later levels, sure. But I was like, fuck it, I'm going to play. I mean, I think everybody would agree that Squirtle's the one to go with. It's the, it's the easy choice. You know, in, um, in Gen 1, I think Charizard, I'd prefer Charizard still just based off the first couple of uh, gems. You could do pretty good on the first gem. The second gem, you should have enough to go through. And everything after that do, does pretty good. Um, it was only Gen 2 that I started really working with the, the water starter, though. I mean, but, like, I did Bulbasaur just because it was it was easy to me. Like I was kind of the one I picked because it makes the first couple gems just a cakewalk. Um, I mean, I only know you definitely hit the wall later in the game, but by that point, you can get whatever you want. And I don't know. It was just it was kind of fun because we went through it. And it's one of those things where I haven't played Gen One Pokemon in years, so we had a lot of fun going back through it and playing it and everything. But you kind of forget how many completely useless Pokemon there are. I mean, no, no you honest. never forget how many there are. You just can't believe they keep making new. Ones. Right, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things where you, you really lose track of how of how many there are. I mean, okay, yeah, it's cool if you, because Madison actually was trying, like, she actually went the whole, we're going to get every single one of them route, which is cool. Um, And I just was like, fuck it, I just want to beat the Elite Four and beat Giovanni, that was all I really care about. Because that was, I don't recall being able to beat the Elite Four when I was a kid. I just wanted to see if I could do it as an adult. Um, I hope so, Cody. I really hope so. Actually, we never even got that far because uh, we were probably, I know I was on like the sixth gym or something like that. And that was about the time she accidentally deleted her save file and then she was like really done with it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just start over with you. Um, And so we, and then that was kind of the whole thing where like we played for a little bit and it was like, eh, okay. Well, I, I started out in a, What's it called? Um, I I learned very early on, like, and you know how in blue and red you had that, uh, uh, you had, hold on a second, I have a fucking doorbell ringing. How dare you? Oh my goodness, hold on. People have no respect for recording schedules. See, here they come, ringing doorbells, delivering pizza, or dropping off mail, whenever there are far more important things. I mean, by God, we are on the internet, 
talking about Pokemon. There is nothing more imperative to society, nor to all of our listening audience, than this. I know you all tuned into tuned into this fine board shenanigans episode, knowing that one Cody just moved from Houston to Austin, and all of his all of his stuff's probably kind of fucked up audio wise. So it's probably that. But also, just so you can know exactly what the status of Pokemon is now. Whenever Britt gets back, everybody look at him so we can ask what what got who is at the door. Was it something important? Was it was it something was it something interesting? Was it naked strippers? Was it naked dancing singing strippers? Because I'd like to think that exists in the world. Okay, since I could hear Cody rambling for a long period of time, I have no idea what he said, so I'm just going to agree that he sucks. No, the audience all wants to know, was it naked dancing singing strippers at your door? No, it was my wife. Ah. So, kind of... That could be a naked dancing singing stripper if you played your cards right. Yeah, I was about to say that, but I don't know. But yeah, uh, so we were in the middle of Eevee, uh, Gen 1... Okay, so... In- yes, yeah, so our audience knows exactly what we were in the middle of because I edit I edited it to that point, but probably not now. <laughs> hey, why not? It could be fun. Uh, okay, so uh, in Generation One, everybody knows that there's this trick where you could go uh, get. Well, Cody might not know because apparently he never finished it. Uh, where you could go get infinite uh, whatever the sixth item in your uh, in your item thing is, right? Uh, did you ever do that trick? Okay, well, there's a guy in. Viridian, you go up to him and you, he tr- he teaches you how to catch Pokemon. Well, from there you fly to Cinnabar Island. Once you're at Cinnabar Island, you go up and down the coast until you start hearing like, or, or until everything goes off like it normally does. And from there, you uh, get uh, you fight missing no missing number. It was oh yeah, yeah I remember the missing this. no trick. Yeah, well you'd get the sixth number no matter what. Well, what they didn't, what very few people ever found out, and it works and it's a pain in the ass to do, but it is quite amazing. Is there's a way to capture every Pokemon in Generation One on one game card? It requires either blue or red, and what you do, you could catch Mew this way. That's how I know that it's possible because that's the first one I went after uh, when I read about this years later. But you, uh, there's a kid outside of Lavender Town that uh, if you walk up to, uh, you walk straight on the screen and it, he stops you. Like you don't see him until it's too late, but he stops you and battles, wants to battle. Well, if you know where he is and you know when to do it and you time it just right and you press start and you fly, you can fly away from this uh, kid whenever he's challenging you to battle. Well, whenever you go from there, you go to another city and you go do a wild battle and there are some creatures that help her that, like, it's something about their values uh, that actually will contort the next Pokemon that you fight. Well, you fly back, uh, you can't use your start or anything, so you have to fight at least one creature. Once you fight it, it goes, uh, it changes the code of your actual game. You fly back to that, uh, back to Lavender Town and you just walk again. The second you cross the town boundary, it starts a uh, Pokemon battle. And whenever you start that Pokemon battle, you actually could capture what, like, in my case, it was Mew. But say you had, like, it, it's a lot of numbers game. It's very involved. But if you want to capture 
capture every single one in one le- or in one cartridge, that was the way to go. And it was awesome, even years later. See, and they pulled so much of that kind of stuff out of the redos of them for Game Boy, because that's what we were playing, is we were playing the redos. Because I tried to do the Safari Zone thing, and I couldn't get the Safari Zone thing to work, and then I was reading later that you could, that it doesn't work anymore. Well, it's they the very first one, they had the bugs. So the bugs made it a little bit trickier to do anything on, uh, but it, it still allowed for you to do all of these uh, cool little tricks. The later they go, though, they have all this code is starting to be assigned to creatures and stuff, so it's no longer just unsigned code that's BSing with you. It's legitimate code, so it no longer has a reason to glitch on you. Anyway. So, other than my useless uh, knowledge on Pokemon, how how have you been, Cody? Well, um, we're finally moved, so that's exciting, because um, I think we all can agree that moving is like getting kicked in the dick four or five times at the level of pain of, like, hassle. Um, okay, well, you also went on top of that and moved city to city. And the worst part oh, yeah. about it is you moved from Austin to Houston back to Austin. So you just went city to city to city. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, yeah. Yeah, third time I've moved in. Moved, yep. And it, it took the most useless move, too. It wasn't like you moved from, like, Dallas to Houston to Austin. No, you moved from Austin to Houston back to Austin. We did. That, that's so useless. Why would you do that to yourself? You deserve well, to be kicked in the balls. Well, mostly because Houston fucking sucks. Um, but, I don't know. It was for Madison's work, and it was kind of for mine, too. And you know, it just is one of those things. Sometimes life takes you. Life journey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Some semi-inspirational thing here. I don't know. Just or, or, or it could just come down to the fact where sometimes you just kind of got to back your wife's play and hope it's right, and then usually it is. There's that one, too. And then sometimes you just got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I mean, you got to know when to walk away, and you got to know when to run. I mean, you you never count your money while you're sitting at the table. Because there's always time for counting when the dealing, dealing's done. Yeah, like, everyone knows that, Cody. Come on. Is, is there any other songs you'd like to quote at each other? Um, Is it okay if I speak with you today? I think you got me on this one. I don't know what this it's um is it okay if i speak with you today you've been pissed off for a week now and nothing i can do will make you crack up or laugh up or something like that it's um it's the bitch song from uh bowling for soup oh i tried playing that at my wedding but my wife said no there's legitimately two bowling for soup songs i like and it's the one that like the stacy's mom one which actually i found out as a cover um stacy's mom isn't bowling for soup oh whoever then the what's the what's the one that plays on the radio girl all the bad guys want that one is that them yes that's them okay there's that one because it's funny and then i like i really like that punk rock 101 song because it's hilarious and it's definitely like super on point because okay i've taken i've gone on record a lot of times saying on how much i dislike pop punk and in general that's very very true but i can take green day before they turned into the clash with the american idiot album or i can take like blink 182 when they were early or i can take like bowling for soup and shit like that in very small do- goldfinger i can take to bands like that in small doses when we're a funny band and we were kind of right fart jokes and we're smart alex much much more than i can take your good charlottes and your simple plans and that kind of horse shit like i can where it's just a boy band dressed up like dressed up in fucking hot topic gear okay uh, I, I, have you ever heard that song uh ohio from uh bowling for soup 
I don't think so. Okay, they have a song called Ohio, Come Back to Texas, where they're pretty much singing about how their girlfriend left them for some guy that she met at the bank and moved to Ohio. Uh, and they're like, there's nothing wrong with Ohio. I mean, except the snow and the rain. I I mean, uh, I really like Drew Carey, and I'd love to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But uh, when you're done doing whoever, when you're through doing whatever, uh, you can come back if you want. I- anyway, it's basically just uh, my girlfriend left me and I really want her back, but she moved a bunch of states over. Uh, these are all the reasons you should come back to Texas. So as a person from Texas, I'm listening to it and saying, you know what? This isn't too horrible. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I mean, I guess I can always take, and in general, I can take music that's just more in, you know, genuine to what it is. I mean, because, again, I realize I'm breaking no new ground here by bitching about Green Day. I understand I'm not. But, like... Wait, you're not? I, I know, because I know everybody's like, what the fuck... I mean, because when you go, and I'm not saying don't evolve as an artist. That's I'm not saying that either. But my point being, if you were Green Day and your biggest selling album it was named Dookie, that was the biggest, that was your best selling album, and that was kind of the direction you were in, and then you decided, no, 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 let's make legitimate political statements and let's like really comment on society. Maybe the thing to do would be to rename the band, start another project, you know, you know, blah blah blah. blah from the creators, I understand the name marketability, but if you really would have wanted to be taken seriously that might have been a thing to do um because really and if you're gonna do that for god's sakes don't rip off one of the most brilliant fucking bands in the history of time just don't don't try and be the clash light just don't do that because it's everybody knows what you're doing you're not fooling anybody billy corgan or you're not billy corgan billy armstrong billy corgan's cool billy armstrong not so much <laughs> okay well uh, i'm sorry to bring up that sore spot sorry listeners uh didn't mean to didn't mean to get into a Cody rant. We all we all know how much everybody likes those rants, but every once in a while... Would you like me to talk more about music? I can, because I know that's what everybody tunes in to listen to, is to hear me talk about like the kind of music that I like, not the kind of... Well, we've already <laughs> talked about Pokemon, and I don't even know what else, so shoot. <laughs> well, since we're... Since, like, I know, I've, I know I've already gushed about it on the show, and since, you know, the Misfits are actually... Original Misfits is actually at least getting back together for a small period of time, if not for longer, we don't know yet um their their ep did come out earlier this month and i don't think i've talked about it on the show and it's pretty kick-ass um not the best ever but it's pretty kick-ass i do enjoy it um i feel that if you enjoyed the devil's rain album which was their last full-length album that came out if that was something you dug i'm kind of betting you'll probably kind of dig this it's very much along the same lines kind of a tribute to 80s slasher films i mean I, I don't know. At the end of the day, how can you complain about a horror horror punk band that sings about fucking horror movies? I just don't know how to complain about that. It's what I like. It's they're amazing and it's great. And if you like their stuff, you'll probably like this. So it's it's pretty worth it. Um, it's it's worth like the six bucks on iTunes. But Cody, if the album was really worth that much, wouldn't it be more than six dollars? You'd think that, but whenever you're the merchandising giants that are the misfits. I think you probably can afford, and you're basically paying a dollar per song. Actually, you're paying more than a dollar per song, but I don't know. I think it's kind of worth it. I enjoyed it. That's all I really care about. Plus, I'm not gonna lie. I really, really like the the little remastered logo they did, where they used where they used Jason's mask. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so cool on the Fiend School. I really dig it, and I can't wait till the t-shirts get a little cheaper, so I'll buy one. But Cody, if it's really that big of a band and a big of a thing, wouldn't you just buy the t-shirt now? You'd think that, but I just moved and I'm cheap. (laughs) 
But Cody, you can't be too cheap when it comes to a good t-shirt. They can last forever. I Well, see, you'd say that, but I also have the fucking Misfits logo tattooed on me, so I win. But Cody, a tattoo doesn't mean that it's going to last forever. Just look at all the tattoos of people that have names on them that don't, or that no longer are associated with them. You know, that actually was like a giant, because, oh, there's very few, I, 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 guess, I guess anybody that's listened for any length of time kind of knows this, but whenever I, whenever, I know I definitely get in that thing of when I really enjoy something, like, I go completely all in on it, and, you know, it, there's not a lot of things I do that with, because I realize I'm kind of a grumpy negative person, I get that. But that was like a major thing for me, because I was like, man, what if they do something that's just so shitty? Like, what if they just fucking, like, God, how will I... I'd handle it. And I was, like, really debating about it. And I was like, you know, that is at least one thing I can respect about it. Like, I'm a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. I love the Mavs. But I just can't, I just don't think I could ever get the fucking logo tattooed on me. Just from the aspect of, like, what do I do whenever they do, like, whenever either the, the team moves or they get defunct or, like... You know, something something comes out where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the whole thing that happened with the Clippers a while back, I mean, where it's like, oh, well, we've fucking been ritualistically raping kids in the locker room for, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be, and I was like, I just don't know that I can do that. But I was like, it was a major chance for me, so I guess, I, I guess for completely selfish reasons, hey, just keep being cool, don't do something dumb, because by God do I like their music. You know, that's funny, you have ta- all these tattoos, I still can't commit to one. <laughs> Like, I can't even commit to my kid's name on me. Because what if he's just an asshole? What happens then? Oh, dude, like, um, realistically, I think the next one's gonna, like, my my right arm's gonna be done. I don't think I'm gonna have any more room after the next one. I'm actually gonna sleeve this out the rest of the way. Um, so, because, which I guess, hell, I'll tell you about it now. So, like, my idea is I'm gonna do stitches. We're like, because all, because realistically, like, I didn't plan... I guess the the one piece of advice I'll give anybody, which at this point, if you're getting your first tattoo, it, it's Brent and I sort of had an online discussion about this the other day. I found an article that was by uh, the Art of Manliness, which I will plug once again. If you need something cool to read and you just kind of want like some kind of cool skill, it's a very well done blog with a pretty good podcast attached to it. That's kind of sporadic, but it's a really good blog, and I really enjoy their shit. But they had a thing on like what to expect when you get in your first tattoo, and it was an interesting read. Like I just kind of picked it and read it, and I was like, okay, cool, because uh, they usually don't steer me wrong with reading stuff. But it was one of those things that like. It's kind of weird for me, because at this point, I got my first tattoo when I was, like, 16, and it's not anything new to me at this point. Like, I mean, it's just, like, okay, it's normal. Like, once or twice a year, I go get a new one, and that's what I do, and, you know, whatever. But, um, it was just kind of funny, because I, like, I, I just kind of, I was like... You know, Brent and I were kind of talking about it, and I was like, you know, it's like how to be, how you're going to be perceived as professional, and blah, 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 blah. And I just don't even, like, it just doesn't even register to me as, like, how can somebody else be offended by it? Because it's such a, like, I don't give a shit when I go get, when I get what I want, and I just don't think about it more outside of my own personal thoughts. And it was just, like, it's such a foreign, crazy concept to me that, because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. Like, how will I be perceived? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, God damn, dude, I've had him down where, like, you see him for so long now, I can't even, like, it doesn't even, like, register to me as a thing that crosses people's minds. You know, what I find funny about all of that is I'm completely cool with anybody getting whatever they want at all. It's your body. Do whatever you want. I can still not bring myself to, like, there's nothing that I want that I could honestly look at at the end of the day and say, you know what? I want to keep that on my 
body for the rest of my life. I, I've, like, me and you had that discussion, too, of there, there's not, like, where you are the, okay, you like remembering that part of your life, you remember, you like remembering portions of time and stuff like that. I'm nothing like that in the sense of, uh, I, I would get irritated with it and eventually end up doing something stupid to get it off. So I'd have a ta- I'd have a cover up of 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 a cover up. And and see, I think that's one of those things where it's like you kind of have to because, dude, I just don't know that you have the attention span. Cause like, where it's one of those things, you know? Because I know you change your mind so regularly. I just don't know that's a thing that you do. And that's kind of what I was getting to a minute ago. Is like I think in retrospect, I wish I'd have planned mine out a little bit better than I did because, like I said, I got my first one when I was fucking 16. And it was a shitty one and I actually just finally covered it up. And this is probably the only cover-up I'm ever going to do. But it's just one of those things, like, because the one, you know, I've got a few few on my arm that I'm not crazy. I don't dislike them. I'm just not that crazy about them. But it's kind of, I've got this cool, like, that's why I want to do the stitch thing because I kind of like, I kind of like that idea of this was sort of a little snapshot of who and what and how I was at that time. Time, and I kind of enjoy that. I really kind of do. Um, I, I think I always just see myself, though, as I, I can think back and remember a lot of stuff. I don't necessarily want to see that stuff. Because if if I had tattoos, like, I've thought about them, what I would get at each particular point in my life. Oh my god, right now I would be, I, I would hate myself so much every day. And it wouldn't even be because it would be something like, oh, I wouldn't go Nazi fiend or anything like that. It would be just, I, I change so, I wouldn't say, I, I don't change my mind as much as I just evolve. Like, I, I just continuously change myself. Uh, and it's not even an intentional change of myself. It, it just, it just happens. Like, everyone that knows me notices it, apparently. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that happens. I mean, you know, I think that's the only advice I can, because I can ever really give the kid when the kid comes along is, man, just try and plan them a little better and go slow with it. Because, you know, as still as I kind of think it's cool, I do also agree that my wife was probably really right when she talked me out of getting a zipper tattooed around my neck. Because I really wanted that really bad for a long time. Really good job on that. Thank you. I did. I mean, uh, you, you would you saved us a bunch of jokes. I mean, because it was one of those things. Like, I was so committed to wanting to do it, and like, and she was just like, "That's kind of dumb, Cody." And I was like, "Well, I really, that's fucking funny because it's like your head's going off." And she's like, "She's like, no, just don't do that." And in retrospect, it's like I don't think I'd mind it now, but it wouldn't have been nearly as cool ten years later than it was like you know then. So I, I, I some of those, yeah, okay. Okay, sure. But also, I've definitely heard that from other people where it's like, yeah, the hands and the neck stuff, make sure that you're real committed to it. Don't pull a freaking Undertaker and get her name tattooed across your throat and then you have to get it taken off later. Yeah, that that was horrible of him. But uh, it's still like... I. Even now, I could sit back and think of a million different ideas, and the one idea that I have that I actually would, that I'm still debating but probably will never do is Knight's name with, uh, the, or just the equation for me and Knight. Cause if, if you don't know, or if anybody doesn't know, there's an equation that has an answer that represents me and my son. If you don't know, fuck you. You don't need to know. But. 
But, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that, like, you kind of... Because you kind of forget, you know? I mean, I, I definitely I definitely am in that category with, you know, almost that way with, like, firearms at this point, too. Because it's like, I'm so far removed from having my first gun that it's, it's like, almost weird to me to, like... I, I know that it happens, but, like, you know, really, you're 30 and you don't have a firearm? That's kind of... You never walked into a gun store before? But, you know, on that same hand, I... I also wouldn't know the first fucking thing to do if I, like, walked into an office job on how to do that. I really wouldn't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I would, but I wouldn't know the first thing to do on an electrician. Well, correction, I, I think I would know the first thing to do. Make sure that you don't fucking kill yourself. That's the first thing you do in almost any job, so. Uh, beyond that, I, I have no clue what you do. I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, everybody, you know, what you've been around and what you're more comfortable with and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like... I, I, don't, I mean, I'm all for new shit, but, you know, it's like when you go eat whatever the first time. Like, you go to, like, a Thai food place or, you know, something that you've never been to. Just a new restaurant. You're like, what's the system for service here? You know, it's not like the stand and get, go to the table thing, which... Actually, this 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 gives gives me an idea for a minute. What it, what do you feel like as, as a not as not me as a completely objective party? What is the perfect perfect way streamlined system to eat out and not and like it be less of a hassle and headache? Like what go? What what's yours? Okay, um, are we talking dine in or to go? Yeah, yeah. Like like you you and the wife and the kid or whatever are gonna go are gonna go out and it's like so you don't so what what system to avoid like shitty service and having like all that kind of stuff. What what would you what in your mind is the perfect thing to do? Okay, first thing that I like doing um place uh, I like first cafeteria. I I like the old first cafeteria where you actually just go through a line and they give you your food based off of what's right there. I don't have to worry about anybody sneezing on anything or anything like that because it's all behind a nice glass shield right there. As I'm going through the line... I see something, I say, I want some of that, and they say, here you go. That way, I don't have to think, oh, what's all this stuff on your menu? Oh, do you have this? Oh, you don't have this? Well, do you have this? No, it's right there. And sure, you know, a buffet doesn't sound bad in a sense that way, but I I don't want to go to a buffet buffet because I, I don't like other people touching food. Like, I, I don't want someone else touching my food. I, I barely want the servers to touch my food, but I can at least see them behind the counter are doing it um let's see other than that once i get to my uh a place for me to get my own drink uh and yeah that's pretty like i just want to do all the stuff on my own and you can fuck off just just give me my food at the beginning and then fuck off and, when, and like you, you 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 pay in the line right like that that's already you've already paid right you can either already pay or you know what maybe there was something that uh, was so delicious that i wanted to go i i could see paying at the end of it but usually i'd rather pay right there and that way I could just walk away. I, I food's over. Cool. See ya. God, it's like you're in my head sometimes because I I'm with you on this because there's nothing that irritates me more than like, general I, herpes. I, I, well, that too. But I hate it. I hate it when you go out to eat and it's like, where's the server? I want a refill. Where's the server? I want Tabasco to go with my ketchup. Where's the server? I want my ticket so I can leave. Where's the server? I want my credit card back from the ticket so I can leave. Like, I, you know, can you please bring me some more chips? I mean, just all, I hate 
hate what a hassle it is to go and get shit and go, it's like it, it's not even worth it half the time to me okay so uh you know the furs that are in amarillo right uh, the, um, it's, it's pretty much like the cafeteria that you had in school, except you can ask for more food and they'll actually give it to you. Uh, you don't have to, please, sir, I want some more. You could just be like, hey, server, um, I want some more. Or you could walk up to the counter and be like, hey, I want some more. And you already have your receipt. So whenever you're done, you just grab your receipt, walk up to the counter, hand it to them and pay. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's simple, fast, done. That's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff I like. See, and I, I, I like it whenever you can just go get, like, I, you know, like, like I, I like Luby's system quite a bit as well, because it's similar, other than, you know, you really don't go back for seconds, but in general, by the time I'm fucking done eating there, I don't want any more anyways. I mean, I, I, I understand it if you do or whatever, but, and I'm, I'm with you on the, uh, I'm definitely with you on the buffet thing. Like, I don't mind a buffet, I don't, but it's a shotgun effect. What's gonna be worth a shit when you go? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, when you go to the buffet, we all know we're going to the fucking hog trough anyway. So, you know, what are you going to get? How is it going to be? Like, are you going to have the shit that sat out for four hours, ten hours? You know, it was cooked three weeks ago. I mean, you don't ever know. But at least if you go somewhere like, I, I, I don't know. It just, it frustrates me because, and maybe it's because I, I try and hold people to the same standard of fucking shit that I feel is expected of me. Whenever, I, and I hate, I hate saying this because I feel like I say it all the time, but not asking any more than what's demanded of me. I mean, fuck. We had a guy come and rekey our locks at our at our house today that the, the like the property management place had come do and if I'd have acted like that at someone's house I'd have they'd have told me to leave you you know what I mean like I don't feel like there's any it's, it's, it's what what what's why do I have to get held to this standard but you don't and of any in any service thing across the board you know. I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying on that. Like you, you want you only want people to work as hard as the, or you only want them to work as much as it's demanded of you. You aren't asking them for them to go above and beyond and be the absolute best server, waitress, sky bitch, whatever the hell they're called this year. Um, you you don't want them to go that level. You want them to at least put in the same effort that would be required of you if you were to do the same job. I mean, the whole thing like. Like, tips is an acronym. It's to ensure prompt service. And what? why is it mandatory? I mean, I'm about to sound like fucking Mr. Pink here, but why is it mandatory? Because society dictates that this is the custom? I mean, fuck. Do you, I've seen you twice. Once was to bring my, you know, and the, usually they're not even the ones that bring your food. You know, I've seen you, you or took my order and you dropped off the check. And that was all I saw you, like, you know, Jesus Christ. Like, at home I can at least get a refill of my drink or I can get... Pepper. It's not. It's not like I can get it here, and it's the same thing with like this. I mean, dude, I didn't. Ex- I don't. Ex- I didn't expect the guy to give me a blowjob, but I also, you know, well, like, did, did you really not? I mean, because I, I don't know about you, but anytime someone comes to rekey my house, I always expect one. <laughs> Well, no, it just, it was such a hassle, because it's been like eight or ten phone calls between him, and then they scheduled it with my wife, and then they also scheduled it with me, and they didn't schedule us the same schedule, or tell either one of us that they had talked to the other person. Um, 
And then, like, I didn't even know they were coming today. They didn't tell her until she called me. It's like, oh, hey, they're going to be there. And so I had to fucking be home. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't actually come into the house, even though there's a, like, they had the code to get the key. They wouldn't actually come into the house because there were dogs in here. But we told them that we had the dogs locked up. And they said that'd be fine. But then it was still a good thing that I was here because they still had to come into the room that the dogs were in. And, like, he didn't tell me that he was doing that. He just started walking through rooms in my house. And I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, I got to check this thing. And I'm like... Fucking really? And then the thing that really actually hacked me off the most was he was like, Oh, I gotta check the, I gotta check the smoke alarms. I was like, Oh yeah, they were going off the other day. I just, I just put new batteries in all of them. And he's like, Well, I mean, I still gotta check them. It's a standard procedure. And I was like, Dude, I'm a licensed electrician. I know how to put in a fucking smoke alarm. I've done it once or twice. Really? You've oh. done it once or twice? I mean, oh yeah, I watched a YouTube video on it. I'm a fucking expert. No, I mean, like, granted, I'm not trying to be a dick and make anybody else's job harder, but, cause I know if I, I, I if he could have just said, hey, I this is the source of dog barking. Can I walk in this room? Because, of course, they were barking. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get bit. And I was like, we well, were on there. I ask and talk when I, I don't know. I just really, it was really shitty service. And it kind of pissed me off. And the thing that irritated me the most about it is like, okay, so we've had a plumber come out whenever we weren't here. And he fixed the problem. And it was fine. And it's good. We had some people come out and fix the fence that we weren't here for. And they did a good job. They did it perfectly. Our fences up and fixed in all the spots. After I talked to them on the phone, they fixed the fucking door. You know, where they did everything I wanted them to do. They were perfect. And like, this guy can't even do this shit without fucking upsetting the whole upheaval of everything. I've gone into people's houses when they weren't there. I've gone into people's houses when they were there. I just, I don't understand how you can work in a service-based industry, whatever it is, if it's, you know, because, like, we have a really good mechanic here that we like and I trust, and then we've had really shitty ones who do shit work. So why, if you're going to be that, why can't you just do a good job? I mean, I, I, again, I don't feel like I'm asking any more of you than I think I have to provide. Well, I don't um... Know. If I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about it really quick, trying to give you an answer. Um, Democrats. That's the whole reason. <laughs> That's the problem. Democrats. <laughs> you know what? Uh, 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 while we're at it, let's let's just go on to problems with Republicans too. What? Uh, throw out a Republican problem. Go. Oh, uh, Republican problem. Ooh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. ISIS. There. Uh, I was thinking everything, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we could pick one. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, I know a Republican problem, that they actually think that Donald Trump is that much worse than George Bush. <gasps> I said it. That they actually think that Donald Trump is worse than Hillary Clinton, or that is better than Hillary Clinton. Uh, that too. Um, oh, spe speaking of, speaking of God, of God-like deities who feel that they're above all the rest of us mere mortals. Hey, you, you don't have you to talk about me like that. I'm right here. <laughs> So, uh, didn't you have, like, a theological question that I wanted you to do on the show so we could talk about it? Okay, yeah. So, it, this is really kind of going towards uh, all the stuff that happened in Orlando. It was something that came about. Uh, I started seeing some really bullshit posts uh, about how people were like, Oh, yeah, thank God these people are dead. Woohoo, these fags are dead. Yay, dead dead fags. God makes dead fags. Like, they kept going off on this. And it pissed me off, but it also made me think because I'm sitting here trying to think 
why would someone be so callous towards another person's death? But your own religion says that whenever you die, you go to heaven and you're happy. And when you're dead, you're going to a good place. Why do people mourn when you die? I'm just sitting here thinking about it and it's, okay, say something happened to me tomorrow. And this is how I've lived quite a bit of my life. If something happened to me tomorrow, I don't want people to care about my funeral. I want them to continue on and live like nothing happened. Because honestly, I'm just a speck on this planet. Doesn't really bother me. I get it. But as a Christian, they should be able to see that this person is dead and cheer for their death. So say, say tomorrow I'm Christian, my dad dies. My dad is now in a better place. He's in heaven. He is going to a better place. You know what? Thank you, God, for taking him. He needed to die. He was a he was in old age. He did, he needed this death. This death made him so much better. Thank you, God, for killing him. Wouldn't you hate your enemies getting that same treatment though? Like it's it's really you 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 can't mourn someone's death if you're Christian unless you don't believe in heaven. If you if you mourn their death, there's there you you just committed the ultimate act of I don't believe what I'm talking about because you should be praising their death every single time without question they're dead yay I'll see them again in the afterlife but they're dead thank God for dead Christians thank God for dead Muslims like that 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 whole thank God for dead Jews that entire thing it's the exact same every single religion keeps preaching about how uh in the afterlife oh you get 72 virgins like the Muslims at least have it right the crazy muslims the one that are killing everybody because they're like oh yeah thank god for him being dead ah, la, la, la. he gets uh 72 virgins he's yay we don't have to worry about his death like they at least do that right but why is it why is no other religion like that like they preach that it's going to be so much better why can't they actually sit there and listen to what they're preaching i, I mean i don't know i think that's just one of those like levels of that level of double think that religion requires, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, well, it, it, it seems, it seems illogical to me, but I also don't really understand how you can believe that in the first place. So maybe it's my own misunderstanding of the text or misinterpretation of it that makes me not understand. Cause I mean, in general, I, I don't, I don't really get the whole let's yay about somebody's death in general. Like just, I mean, whether it was on good, like a, a, atrocity or whether it was like, you know, they died, they died in a pot, you know, curled up with their favorite, their favorite hooker in a, you know, chocolate factory next, you know, next to, you know, whatever fireworks, whatever their situation was. I, I just shouldn't you at least kind of I don't know I don't think you pra- you know praise their death I mean you could celebrate their life like wake style but in general I just don't get it well even celebrating their life most of them don't celebrate the lives they mourn that they don't get to be around them anymore and it it should be a celeb like when I die I don't believe I'm gonna come back as something or other I believe I'm just gonna be vaporized into a nice little melting pot of ev- just like everyone else my energy's going with everybody else's energy I'm fine with that when I die just the only thing I ask is if they if there really is a pomp and circumstance and someone actually cares to give me a funeral I just want uh, different incarnations of the Grim Reaper at my funeral I want my friends to dress up as death and I want the 
them to come greet me as equals. That's all that I want. I, I don't want any, like, I don't want anybody crying over me. I want everybody just, okay, well, it sucks. He's dead. Let's keep moving. See, and I just hope that we can cost, like, I vote that we cosplay at your funeral because, frankly, if nobody else is calling it, I just call, I just call high school Brent. I'd really like to, I'd really like to cosplay as high school Brent. That'd be fun for me. I think that would be very difficult to do, but. Uh, very possible. Well, well, all I need, all I need is a trench coat and like fucking long hair. Well, the long hair is going to hinder you. What you say? It I can't grow long hair. You Harrist. Yes, I am a Harrist. And you're a Harris too. What a heresy! You heresy on your Harrist. Anyway, I really have nothing else on that particular hair situation. But yeah, uh, cosplaying at my funeral, huh? Never thought about that before. That's actually a very I, interesting concept. I I, th- I think we should all be allowed to. Is like we should we should all be you know cosplay is our favorite Brent thing or something. Cosplay <laughs> is something that reminds you of Brent. Oh like, God, that would that would be the one. Because I would be lying if it wouldn't be hard for me to like paper mache a gigantic gigantic block letters that said face um that'd be pretty hard not to do but i i think high school you would be my would be my pick uh well is that because that was a good time for me or because that was a horrible time to know me well for two two reasons one i feel that it's like probably it was definitely when our friendship started so we can have all the sentimentality attached to that with it but also that i feel that I would misrepresent how your intentions in high school were so poorly, and it would be such a bad cosplay that it might be like my final middle finger to you, because I know that you'd be like, ugh, if you were there. And that makes me happy that only on a level that only a true friend could give you like a, you know, fuck you as you, as like your, as your, as your wake or whatever. Well, I, I don't want to wake. I, I don't want to bake myself a cake. I mean, I may be the favorite pe- person that some people love to hate, but uh, yes, I'm going off on another song, if you haven't noticed. Oh, I thought we were just rhyming because it was the timing. I mean, No, no. It, it, uh, that was actually Wednesday 13, Bad Things. Because uh, he... Can we, can, can, nothing else, can we do like a really, like, get somebody... Can we get Jared to play an acoustic version of that? Ooh. Uh, bad Things. Jarrett playing an acoustic version of Bad Things. That could be very interesting. That would be very interesting. Yeah, sure. You know what? Permission to everybody if you want to cosplay at my funeral, uh, play some horrible music, all that stuff, go for it. I am completely down. Well, everybody, you're welcome for that. Um, I guess I should get my PSP right now so that I'm, I'm ready for it. Well... Hopefully I don't die as soon as as soon as that happens, but still. Well, no, I'm thinking I could just have it. I could just have it because it'd be, they're probably cheaper now than they'll ever be. Because by the time you die, they'll be collector's items. You could and probably then I'm borrow be... one of my, like, 12. <laughs> you still have PSPs? I did not know that this was a thing you still had. Yeah, I, I have, like, six or seven, actually. They, they don't work, but I have them. Oh, I was going to say, like, what, do you have, like, Vitas, too? I had a Vita, it disappeared. Like, I legitimately owned one, it was there, and then gone. Out of nowhere, it just disappeared one day. And I think it has something to do with night, but I can't, I can neither confirm nor deny that it was night's fault. So, unfortunately, until that happens, uh, I do not have a Vita. Mm, I just, I just wanted you to be like, be like the one person I know that was all on board on like, PlayStation has the best portable things. I just really wanted you to, cause I've never ever met anybody with that, or that's their argument. 
Well, you know, funny story about PlayStation uh, in general. Uh, I'm really considering getting that PlayStation VR just for one game in particular. Hmm. Have you seen the new trailer for Resident Evil 7? I haven't, no. Okay, so they're taking it back to horror. Um, they they were they were doing a uh, press conference and they were talking about it during E3, but they have a playable teaser right now where I haven't got to do it yet and I really want to. It's out for PS4, but it's not part of the actual game. But they were talking about it and they're telling everybody how it might actually be uh, more advantageous to, instead of uh, just run and gun like the past couple of games have been, it, it might be more, uh, more reasonable to get yourself out of a situation as opposed to, oh, I have a big enough gun, I could go right through and kill everybody. Uh, they were also mentioning how at the end of the game, there would no longer... Or, you know every other Resident Evil game, at the end of the game, you have the biggest gun, you can win instantly, right? Mm-hmm. No more of that. They're actually saying at the end of the game, it's just as hard as at the beginning of the game. You're, uh, And they want you scared as much as possible because they actually want to take it back to the horror play. They Like, I love that idea. Well, yeah, because the last couple of Resident Evils have essentially been, like, zombie shooters. Well, you know, I'm going to say Resident Evil 4 had its moments. It still had some good puzzles, and it had its moments where it was shooter. Resident I'm... Evil 5 definitely was more shooter. Uh, I like the two-person I, play. but or the I, had play, fun, but... I had fun with 5. I did, but it wasn't, to me, it definitely wasn't, like... I, it didn't I still... have the feel of Resident Evil 1 or 2. I... I still three. think code. I still think Code Veronica was my favorite one. You see, I had one that my favorite one was a uh, Resident Evil Survivor. Ah, I can see that. What's fun about that game is there is no saving. If you die, you don't start from your last checkpoint. You start over. It took me three hours to beat the game. Three straight hours, uh, and that was uh, of just a single playthrough. I actually had one where I was like two hours into it, almost to the end. I died, and I got pissed off and stopped the. Game game until I could calm myself and restart it, but uh, that one was a fun one for me. Uh, but Resident Evil 6, I, I loved the different storylines. I, I Leon's storyline was a great storyline because it did wrap up some stuff and it started or it started trying to reintroduce you into the horror. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris. His storyline was just run and gun. There, there's nothing else about it. And Jake's was a mix, a really good mix. So I, I really can't say that I hated that game as much. Uh, I liked that game a lot more than five. See, and I think five was the last one I actually played because that was on the Wii, and I haven't had a console since then. Well, six is a good game just based off the fact that there are multiple different players that you could play as. Uh, you could play as Six different people total, I believe. At, or correction, seven, because there's actually a one uh, level that's a single player, and that's Ada. But you could play through the entire game, and it's it's actually just really good. Uh, it wrapped up a lot of stuff. It brought a bunch of stuff full circle, and it allows um, it allows for you to actually try to get back into that mentality of playing that game. Uh- 
So are they actually going to remake, like, weren't they going to remake Resident Evil 2? Are they still going to do that? Or is that one of those, like, Final Fantasy 7 myths that they just keep talking about? I don't know. I actually have never heard that. But if they do, that'd be cool. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind them to remake part one and part zero in the first person's perspective. The one, the new first person perspective. Because while the tank style was cool, it just... It doesn't hold up well. It doesn't hold up well and it makes playing a game, like, going back and trying to replay the game very difficult. Because I know they... Was it Umbrella Chronicles? I mean, that basically re-sold part of... Part like, 1 but, and 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, I believe so. Umbrella Umbrella Chronicles, uh, Operation Raccoon City. That one plays uh, off of Part 1 and 2. Or actually more off of Part 2. You are, except you're playing as Umbrella, going in with a team trying to kill Leon Kennedy and everybody and get out of the city. So uh, Operation Raccoon City was... It, it was critically painful. And it wasn't the best game, but it at least had a decent storyline, especially when you're going up trying to kill Leon. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, God, I feel like I'm so far removed from these. I haven't played any in so long. I mean, in part, I think part of the reason why I liked, um, why I liked Code Veronica so much was because, like, I was probably played it in high school and it just, like, really stuck with me. <laughs> Whatever you, I mean, that part, which, I would say spoiler alerts, but fuck me, this game's, what, 15 years old? That, like, the part when you figure out that, is it Wesker and, or, what is the, the whatever the, the, that's one person, it's not him and his sister, it's actually one person, and you're it's, like, whoa! Uh, uh... I can't remember. Her Is name. it Alexia or something like that? Alexia and uh, or something like that. It. I know which one you're talking about. Uh, Ashford and Alexia or something like there that. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I remember that one. And it was like you were like mind blown. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, speaking of old games that are getting a new chapter into them, have you seen the new Legend of Zelda? I have not. Okay, I'm looking at it, and it's definitely in one of the three timelines that they aren't trying to get you into a fourth timeline somewhere with it, but they have, or the, it's like Breath of the Wild, you, there's, it, it actually looks really good, it has good looking graphics, good looking story, uh, or not story, I don't know the story yet, of course. Uh, good looking like gameplay uh, based off the trailer but it by the looks of it it looks like you see the temple of time the one that was buried underneath the rubble and everything so I'm thinking it may actually be in the adult timeline where Link wins that's my guess see and like the last again this the last one I actually played was I played Wind Waker that was the last new one I played well this one that's I think this one's in the exact same area or era because that's the adult era after Ganondorf is sealed in the adult right. era off of Ocarina right. of Time because if anybody doesn't know by now Ocarina of Time shifts the timeline into three different possibilities uh, realistically like Zelda <laughs> is so it, it almost gets into like back to the future level of like diagramming the the timeline and the, of where they actually are for most of the series you know I actually kind of like some of the stuff that they did with that timeline though once they actually admitted yes there are three timelines and they all uh, intertwine together it really does make sense uh, but I think this one's somewhere after Phantom Hourglass but before uh, Spirit Tracks I think this is um, gonna be uh, somewhere after that because they uh, once they flooded uh, Hyrule uh, after Ocarina it it was uh, like the entire place is flooded I think this may be that entire place once they drain the water I guess would be the way to put it. 
Because what was the what was the super shitty one that everybody hated? Skyward Sword is that the one that everybody hated? Okay, I don't know. I I may not have actually played that one. Uh, the order according to the actual Legend of Zelda thing is Skyward Sword was the very first one that built everything. Um, then the Minish Cap, Four Swords, Ocarina of Time. Then you, if you uh, lose an Ocarina of Time as the adult, they break into a new realm where it's a link to the past. Uh, Ocarina of or Oracle of Seasons and Ages, Link's Awakening. Then you get the first Legend of Zelda and Adventures of Link. If you are successful as and you go back to the Child's World, that's where Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Four Swords Heroic Adventure comes. And then you go to the Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks version. I think that that's where this new one is. But um, Skyward Sword, I, I don't think I ever played that one, but that could possibly be the one you're talking about that everyone hated. Because I remember Wind Waker was like, everyone loved Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Uh, Twilight Princess is the one where he turned into a wolf, so that may have been the one you're talking about, too. Well, I, I don't remember which one it was. I just thought there was, like, one that everybody just totally disdained, but I can't remember which one it was. I think this was, like... Because I'm not gonna lie, I've never been the biggest Zelda fan. Like, I I played Legend of Zelda, and I played Link to the Past, and I, and I, I like that... I, I was really intrigued by the Link Between Worlds one. I really wanted to play that, but I don't think I actually had a 3DS at the time. Okay, but. I've played that one, and it is good. It um, It's very... It makes you think, oh, I'm doing Link to the Past all over again. That's all this is going to be. But no, it, it actually... like it. Once you get past the first couple of places and uh, you end up in the Dark World type thing, it completely changes the game. Like, sure, there are a couple of things that are similar, but the entire game for the most part after you finish the first part is different Uh, especially when you find walls that are allow you to get into different areas and different part of a different world well that was part of what just looked so cool to me about it you know it it actually is kind of cool i'll have to hook you up sometime and let you play it Uh, i'd definitely be in on that so I guess other other things franchises legitimately like in in I know there was like the the 2D remake they did a couple years ago and everybody was like oh finally he's coming he's like we're going back on the right track. Do you think Sonic is such burnt like scorched earth at this point? Do you think any ever have a prayer of coming back as like a decent franchise or will he forever be like the butt of jokes? Okay, it really depends on what uh what system they bring it on. In my opinion, uh, if they try to keep it on a platform, like if they try to do something like Mario and they try to keep it on a Mario style level platform where they aren't trying to do anything crazy with it, uh, at the moment, they're just letting it be and they're just letting it be its original stuff. Like Mario Maker, I have to say is one of the laziest games ever conceived by a company. But that being said, fucking brilliant. My knight loves freaking Super Mario Maker. It has taught him how to play Mario. Well, but isn't it one of those things that's, like, with that, that's kind of cool about it, where you can, like, hear, like, user-created content. I mean, it's it's essentially, Mario Maker's like the YouTube of, of video games, almost, where... Well, it's just funny, if you think about it, if anybody, like, if... Call of Duty had sat there and said, eh, 
make your own shit. People would be up in arms, pissed. But because it's Mario, they're like, oh my god, I've always wanted to do this, but I never knew that I wanted to do this. But if they did something similar to Sonic, I don't know if Sonic would survive that. So I think it's going to be one of those games that it's going to take some building before they can really set the roots and do a good job with it. So it's going to take a while before they can do it, but once they do it, if they do it right, it'll be fine. It's just like this brand extension with WWE. I mean, if they do it and they do it right, it'll be amazing. But they've tried it before and it sank, but there's still the way of doing it right. And there it is, folks. It didn't it only it only took us an hour, but by God, we managed to talk about pro wrestling for at least a moment on an episode of Board Shanigans to go. I was trying not to, but it's the only thing that I could equate it to is uh if you really take your time and focus on the product, they can make Sonic relevant and good again. But I really think once Sega actually dropped out of baking consoles, it kind of killed a lot of the Sonic mojo. It'd be like if Nintendo died, it would be hard for, uh, what's it called? It'd be hard for Legend of Zelda to really do anything. But I, I just, I just would think that in the, I mean, I just can't believe there's not, like, a decent Sonic 2 app or something. You know what I mean? I, I just, you'd, you'd think that they'd at least do that. I mean, because, goddamn, if Angry Birds could be a thing and shit like that, you'd think in the casual gaming world, I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 I don't... I don't think it needs to live as an app, though. It's still got a legacy to it. It, it just has to be rebuilt. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of something else that's comparable. Uh, that would have a good legacy that you wouldn't just want to see on the app store tomorrow um god they're really all the major legendary games are like it'd be like street fighter if you saw street fighter on the uh on a console and actually like put time into it you'd be happy if you saw it on the app store which they are on the app store and they're shitty on the app store like you you just tap the the screen that that's not a game to me and that's not what sonic should be yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I just I don't know. I guess part of me and I know that I hitched my wagons to the dying team, but the fucking Sega fanboy in me just so desperately desperately want Sonic to like it cuz everything else has died. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there there wasn't like Guardian Heroes never really got a second chance. Knights and Dreams never really got a second chance. I mean, but like Sonic was like the big rival and it just kind of goddamn stopped turning into like Stop dating human princesses and making shitty games and releasing them when they're not complete. And, and turning into him, a werewolf. Yeah. And just, having little fur babies. Just stop. I mean... I think my favorite really, one on them was uh, whenever it was uh, Adventure or Sonic Adventures on... What was that system? The Dreamcast? Oh, see, you, you, see, and I think that's like the beginning of the end. I actually liked that particular one. It, it was that I liked the extra stuff that they added, like, uh, the Chow Garden or the Chaos Garden or whatever they called them. Uh, I liked that kind of stuff, but it's whenever they started going beyond that that it started really sucking to me. And like, to me, so, like, Sonic 3, um, even like Knuckles Chaotic, I mean, even, you know, 
those were like when they were at their best. And, you know, then... Did, were you a fan of uh, connecting Sonic and Knuckles with, like, Sonic 3 or yeah. Sonic 2? That shit was the... That was the pinnacle of Sonic. I, I especially liked those mini-games, uh, the ones where you're running trying to get every single one of those uh, balls, turn them from it, uh, blue to red. Oh, uh, that was... What was that? It was, it was so you could get the Chaos Emeralds. Right, right. Uh, and then there was, like, that... Because I have it for my Saturn, because I'm a fucking nerd. Like, there's that 3D Blast game that's terrible, but it's, like, that perfect kind of vintage terrible. Yeah, the one where uh, you'll still play it, but it's not necessarily... The, the Not one that you would go brag about. Right, and, but then it's, like, I don't know. Like, I know that the, the Sonic Adventure was, like, the, one of the big sellers for the Dreamcast. I get that. I totally understand that. But this is not one of those games that holds up, and I, I don't know that Sonic works in a 3D world. I, I just I think I, maybe you I just need to be platforming. I I think Sonic in a 3D world needs to kind of be how uh, Mario was in a 3D world. It, you get a one-off a, every once in a blue moon. You don't really need anything more than that. Uh, Legend of Zelda, even uh, we had Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask, uh, stuff like that. Those were good, but you know what? They also had good gameplay on uh, uh, what's that on the DS. They they had games on the DS that stuck to the original style that weren't too far. Like they weren't crazy. It wasn't like you were trying to be super awesome. Oh my god, got to get everything into this game possible uh, gameplay. Well, and I don't, I don't know. I guess I mean because I know they did those like the episode ones that were like the two D ones, which is cool that they kind of went back to that. But I just kind of I wish they'd just go all in on that. Kind of the same way, like, and that is at least the cool thing about like the independent gaming thing. Because I mean, you know, that shit's still around. You just kind of gotta look for it. I mean, because they quit making Mega Man games until, and I don't know his name, so pardon me. But the, until the guy who... No, I will guy, not pardon you. You find that motherfucker's name right now, Cody. What the fuck is wrong with you? But I know the guy that did Mega Man left, and so he basically has made, made Mega Man, but independently. I mean, that shit's around, which is cool, but I don't know. I guess I guess part of me, you know... It, it's just one of those things, it's, it's such a... I don't I don't mean to be like, oh, I'm getting old, like getting old cast or whatever, but it's like such a, a battle of the past that I, for some reason I'm still committed to, kind of, because there was so much put into it, but like, nobody cares anymore. Yeah, everybody just wants the next installment tomorrow. They want it, they want the newest stuff in on the next day possible. They don't well, want to wait for it. They and want... that's the funny thing is like you and I like lived through the height of the console wars to the point now that nobody cares because console exclusives aren't even a thing anymore. Like you know, because the last even thing I think anybody cared about was like I mean, Halo was kind of like Master Chief was kind of the mascot of of Microsoft, but even then, like, there's been so much crossover shit, and there aren't really title exclusives anymore, so... Last of Us was a title exclusive, and it was a damn good game, but I, I know what you're talking about, like, there, it's not like Sonic and Mario. It, right. That used to be one system apiece, that's it. Uh, Fable was another game that was an Xbox exclusive. Um, they kind of jumped the shark lately. I uh, haven't seen anything really worth playing off of them, and it'll go to amount of time but uh th those are the types of uh console exclusive uh, there there were some games in the past that were great being the fact that they were only on one system like uh did, have you ever played a game called uh terradigma i believe so and i think it's because you like put put an emulator or something up i think it seems familiar to me. Yeah, Terranigma, a 
Illusions of Gaia, stuff like that, those were like the bitchinest games, and they were all Nintendo. I think Nintendo really just, they got so good, and now we're, we're also sitting back and just realizing that Nintendo's no longer as good as it used to be. Well, I mean, I don't know, I just, I feel like... And uh, gaming's changed a lot, too, because... Hey, hold on one second. <clears throat> My family is locked out of the house. Damn it. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Did you let everybody back in the house? Yes, apparently they locked themselves out. These things happen from time to time. Ah, they act like it. They act like they couldn't live outside for a day. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> it's Texas and it's 4,000 degrees. I mean, how... It's Texas and it's Satan's armpit. Here's a question: Can can a Satanist be- or can a atheist believe in the devil? Can an atheist worship the devil? Is it possible? I don't know. I I always really liked the phrase where I how can I believe if I don't believe in your sky daddy? Why would I believe in your in your ground troll? Yeah, it like I'm still apparently I'm slowly getting lumped into the category of just straight atheist according to people because well what I say is not very uh, not very Christian. But yeah, apparently, uh, it, uh, we, I, our bl- Brandy blew someone that she works with, mu- blew her mind because she was uh talking about how Brandy must worship the devil, and Brandy retorted with, "How can I believe in the devil if I don't even believe in your God?" And at that point, it was, "Wait, huh? Like, wh- what do you, what do you mean? You, you, you're not a Satanist? Like, you, you don't believe in God, but you, you don't believe in the devil? How can that be?" Well, and the thing that I, I always hate about whenever you tell somebody that is they're just like, oh, okay. And then it's like they don't really process it until you actually talk to them about some of it because I just don't believe this. And it's like they don't believe your disbelief of it. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, let me just explain it to you. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's been explained to me. It still doesn't make it any different. Here's a question. Okay, so say you had a kid and they were going to school and there he had there was a student there that they wouldn't be aggressive and dickheadish, but they would they would show your kid the Bible. Um uh, and you being an atheist, your wife being an atheist, they they would show your kid the Bible, but they never tried to preach, they never forced them to come over, they never said anything about it. If the teacher called the cops on that kid for uh preaching the bible would you be a little pissed off at the teacher yeah absolutely because i feel that if it's not brought through it's no different to me than if if a student in a peer-on-peer conversation if one's like here's the bible that i believe in okay and then they tell my kid and whatever because i want my kid and my wife and i have often said this i want them to think critically and that's their choice their spirituality is not my decision to make it's just not um, but anyway, if, if that situation, it's a kid telling the, telling another kid about their religious beliefs or whatever is no different to me than a kid being like, I like strawberry jelly on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, it's just a thing. It doesn't matter to me. I would go to bat for that kid that said that and the, uh, like, for those parents in so many ways. Cause it's like, cause it, that, that's so, it's such a ridiculous manipulation of laws that are poorly enforced and badly abused. Well, it, it's happened. Me and you have already talked about it, but it happened. I don't know where, but there was a kid 
he is seven years old, and he would take his Bible to school, and he would read his Bible, and some of his friends would come over. He would never go force himself on any other student. He would just write there, hey, you, you've listened to my Bible, cool. Uh, this is what I believe. This is what I've taught, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I'm completely cool with that. But the teacher tried to say, oh, well, this is the establishment clause uh, at work. We can't let you teach or we can't let you talk to other students about your religion anymore because then it looked like we're endorsing it. No, you're not fucking endorsing it. You're just saying, hey, it's uh, this is my religion. It, it's no different than if I were to want to go to your church. Uh, OK, I want to go to your church. Are you forcing me to go to your church? No. Then why does it fucking matter? Like, if I go, if my kid ever went to public school and the teacher called the cops because another student was preaching Christianity or any other religion, uh, and they were doing it in a nice, comforting way, they weren't trying to be jackasses about it, saying, if you don't believe in God, you go to hell. If they were respectful, I wouldn't care. You know, if they were disrespectful, you don't believe in God, so you're going to hell. And they told my son that. I would tell my son to tell him, yeah, well, I don't believe in your fake shit. Like, I, I would be, com- I would rather it happen that way than the teacher gets involved and calls the cops on a seven-year-old. Yeah, I just, I have a really hard time in my mind believing what a seven-year-old could possibly do that would mandate the cops being involved. I mean, I know there are some extreme situations and we can always have a big what if, but. But what, what if they actually converted someone? Then it's the school's fault if the, if the student converted someone and made them a Christian against atheists uh, or from an atheist, then it's the student's fault. But yeah, that, stuff like that. How, how can you sit there and uh, so what if they converted the student? The student was obviously easy to convert. So that's not going to be hard to get them right back on the exact same track. I just guess I don't care what the kids... I mean, again, a kid's religion is not is not my business. It's their business. And they're supposed, that's part of growing up is, like, believing in this and then changing your mind. Or, like, you know, you, you kind of doubt something you were taught and you believe... Whatever it is, like, that's part of life and all that shit. It's, it's what it is. And I... I, I think that, I, I just, I think that trying to force that on some, because, I mean, doesn't that just send a really negative impact, like, that has reverberations across the board? Because, okay, this isn't something that you can talk about, like, with your peer group, so the kid who said it's going to be resentful to it, all the kids around him are going to be afraid to, like, speak whatever mind there is, like, of whatever it is, it doesn't have to be religion, I mean, but this may not be something that we're allowed to talk about, I mean, it, it, it's not what, that's that's part of the reason why we have college kids that need safe spaces. Because you take kids and you put them in this box where they go to school for 20 years and they're not allowed to think or believe anything outside of what is dictated to them or what the group believes. And then you shove them out into the real world and they don't know how to fucking do anything. I mean, it's just one more ridiculous symptom of, of a system that does not work, hasn't worked for a long time, and, but, I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous, like we're arresting seven-year-olds now. Yeah, it, it just, me and Brandy are in the position where it, it actually is starting to, it, it's gonna come to pass eventually, but. I'm not religious at all. Um, I'm considered a weak form of atheism. I'm agnostic. Just the entire thought of God. Like, there's no point in arguing God. No one can argue it. It's stupid to argue. So, 
I gave up on that argument a long time ago. Besides, even if you kill Jesus in an argument, he comes back three days later. But um bum ching <laughs> Well, it's... Okay, two people in the same religion can't... 90% of the time, they can't even agree with what their religion says. How many people are cool with divorce, but not cool with gays? How many people are cool with gays, but not cool with tattoos? How many people are cool with tattoos, but not with gays? And those two are in the exact same fucking book on religion, on Christianity. Leviticus, you can't have tattoos you can't be gay okay well i have a tattoo saying homosexuality is a sin uh you're an idiot that that's pretty much where it sits at that point but um it it just there there's a level where i don't care to deal with the bullshit anymore so i give up dealing with the bullshit night me and brandy have pretty much made the decision that we're not going to talk to him about religion at all if he wants to learn religion he could seek it out if someone at school mentions it and says hey do you want to come to my church i'm not going to be against it it's just <coughs> I, I want my son to actually be able to talk to other people and figure it out for himself figure out whatever he wants am i going to guide him along the way i don't know we'll see if he starts spewing something like evil rhetoric against gays, Muslims, transgenders, um, pan-genders, tattooed people. Uh, If he starts spewing against anybody, hateful speech, uh, and you know, who am I to judge hateful speech? The only thing that I could judge is actually telling you, this is what I believe is right, this is what I believe is wrong. And I'm going to teach my son that. I'm not going to teach him to be the best human on the planet. I'm going to teach him to be the best person he can be. And it... If he wants to be Christian, you know what? That's fine. I personally don't believe in a a set of religion uh, or any religion that uh, takes your moral compass away and allows you to get away with anything. Uh, As Pendulette says, uh, what's going to stop us from raping and murdering everybody that we wanted without God? Well, if you need that or if you need uh, God to stop raping and murdering anybody, then you're a horrible human being. You're just a horrible person. Uh, That's how I want to teach my kid and he's going to be in school we're hopefully we're hopefully going to homeschool him um because they just teach him the stupidest fucking shit on the planet these days and we don't want our son to regress into a dumb little shit like a bunch of kids that are running around these days but yeah come on you don't want an indoctrinated statist oh but what would where would we get roads without the government yeah, if the but, second my but, son mean, tells ta- me anything but, like but that... But taxes are the price of living in a civilized society, Brent. Oh, the second my son comes home and tells me anything like that, it's into the into the library, and we're going to study. And we're going to study hard for months and months on end. I will quit my job to make sure my son knows just how important this is. I, I will not put up with stupidity. There is not a goddamn thing the government can do that makes any... Look at... They, they're telling children that they can't practice religion. Fuck you, government. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, they, they tell them that they need them. Uh, this whole Brexit thing, the Britain exit of the European Union. Well, you know what? That's a good thing. That's probably the... Like, you have all these whiny little bitch kids right now saying, They stole our future! Okay, well, Sweden's not part of the EU, and they have a better fucking future than any of you motherfuckers. Why don't you just do like them? Make a fucking deal with the European Union where you can actually have all the trade and all the travel and all that good stuff just like the just like Sweden and, and you have none of the political entanglements. Oh, wow, that's not a fucking difficult thing to do. No, the best part about it is how many Google searches 
on European Union from Britain happened after they voted to get out of it. That's the best part to me. Like, fuck me. Like, that just, I, mine fucking melt right there. Uh, like, there is nothing that we need them for. And the some of the funniest memes I saw coming from that, though, was uh, Britain, uh, a face of with a Britain flag saying, uh, we don't need you. Take your money and go away, you sh- uh, European Union, and then turn around and tell Scotland and Ireland, well, you need us because we're we're part of a union. We're together. You need us. We y- y'all need to be part of us. And it's like you just told them to fuck off, but then you're turning around and telling the other state, no, 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 you gotta stay with us. And then I saw the one with Texas being like, oh, with that little smile that you're just like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, and then freaking uh, what's it called? United States saying, don't you fucking dare. That was funny. Uh, it's. I just. I hope more than anything. Whenever the time comes and kids draw, you know, hatch from my wife's eggs or however that works, this pelican delivers them. Um, that's it's a how that stork, works. and it does a sexy dance for you. And nine months later, babies come out. Oh, okay. Well, see, you have a kid, and you were there for this. I. I. I this is new for me. Um. But whenever that happens, I would just really hope that if anything else, I can at least get my kids to be open to ideas and think critically and and not Easier said accept than done, everything at face value. Because, I mean, I, I know I hate referencing my own shit from our own, my own site, but that's kind of that thing I wrote, I wrote for my dad for Father's Day. Like, I was the biggest thing that my dad or my parents ever did for me was letting me at least figure out my own shit and trying to always make me think about stuff and like tr- the decisions and the impact and is this and is this not because I wouldn't have gotten where I feel like I am now without that without that opportunity I think I'd just be another card punch you know card punching factory worker that just the part of cog in a wheel and you I don't know, know honestly the best thing that my parents did for me was not be around me because where you you were in like would you say you were encouraged to be your own person? Uh, I don't think the I think I was, and then they kind of realized that that person was not particularly what they would have picked. But also, but I guess I guess I guess the best thing I can say is I think it took my myself and my parents a long time to grow into each other because we did not get along when I was younger, but once I actually moved out of the house and shit like that, that was probably the best thing for our entire relationship. But I think it was one of those things where they kind of planted the seeds to be independent and to be and to think, you know, to think and make good decisions. They they planted those seeds, and I think later on it kind of, you know, okay, that's not exactly the tree we thought we were going to get. But hey, it's not so bad, and I kind of feel that way with mine. Well, I, I honestly, my, my parents, it, it was pretty much a do whatever you want, and it, it is what it is. Like most people, like almost everybody in my family, really expected me, especially, to turn out into a giant fuck up who was doing a bunch of drugs and ended up dead in in a gutter at some point. Like that's how my family saw me. Uh, and I think that them seeing me that way actually allowed me to start realizing that they were full of shit themselves and allowed me to change and work until I became the person I am today. And I, I think that's the other thing that people sort of take for granted or forget about parents is they also could be a how not to thing. I mean, and I think, you know, in your case, that's especially in your case, that might yeah, be, you, how you know, not to parent. Yeah. I mean, 
And I just, I don't know. I think you just have to do what you Because, fuck, don't take it at face value. Don't take it because we said it. Don't fucking figure out your own answer. That's so important. Though, if it, I, I like the idea of guidance. And I know I would have loved a little bit of guidance in my life when I was younger. I would have loved a little bit of guidance every here and there to actually get me through to somewhere. But most of my guidance came from just don't do what I'm doing. Just based off of the fact. I saw what they were doing, and I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. I think that's why I'm constantly unhappy with how I, like, I always want to do more. I always want to evolve and do better and more and more and more, and I don't think I'm ever going to get out of that mode. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I can see that, and I know that... I mean, I can I can definitely see that with you because I, I I know that you want to do more and be bigger and better and better and more learned and more you know, all those things in a way to help help your family and I think a lot of that is just because of the, your own personal whatever and you know like with mine. Like with mine, I know a lot of it is, uh, like Madison pushes me more than anything. Like, there's, I don't know that I'd have even, like, realistically, I think I could easily admit that if she hadn't come along, I'd probably still be living in the fucking trailer and just working at some bullshit job and writing poetry that only ever gets heard because I go to open mics and never, like, really get anywhere with it. And like I've said a bunch of times, I've had more shit published as a fucking licensed electrician than I ever did as a as an English major, scraping by. So, I don't know. I honestly can say I've done... I wouldn't say that Brandy has pushed me to do more. It's she's given me freedom to do what I need to do or what I want to do. Um, I, like, in wrestling, like I, I don't think I ever would have gotten into it had it not been for her around. But then again, she also... She didn't push me to do it. She also didn't say don't do it. She said, if you want to, do it. Do what you feel. And I've got to wrestle some crazy good people and I'm extremely happy about that. I've gotten to do stuff that me and you both talked about when we were in high school and you never got the chance. I did and I'm honestly glad I took it. And I, th- I think that's one of those things that is so is so cool about finding somebody that works that because I know just from like other people that I know that are married or together or dating or whatever I I, I think the to me the finding somebody that feeds that allows you that ability to go and you know because hey should we do this okay let's talk about it can can you know let's convene well if it works for you you know like with Madison's work it's not my I don't it's not my business. It isn't. Go do what you think's the right thing to do. I just, we just need this this amount of compensation to make that work. Same with mine. So, you know, realistically, I think that's, that's important. But I think that freedom's what matters more than anything. Hey, yeah, I could totally agree with that. Well, anyways, um... Well, since we're getting kind of far into this whole little story, I just wanted to uh, take this time to appreciate someone who uh, died seven years ago um, around this time. This this was uh, around the end of June, so uh, many of you know this person. Y'all know how great he was. He was considered one of the greatest at what he did, um, and it, it he changed the world. 
And if you think I'm talking about Michael Jackson, well, you can fuck off. I'm talking about the man, the myth, Billy Mays. Um, I just wanted to... It, he died seven years ago and was overshadowed by that uh, king of pop. Uh, fucker, was he ever done? Well, just wanted to say, uh, love you, Billy Mays, and uh, I hope you're selling uh, OxyClean to Jesus, because we all, we all know how we need Jesus Oxy, or OxyClean, Jesus in a can. You got a death? We'll wrap it, or we'll clean it up. Bloody wound? We gotcha. <laughs> Got holes in your hands? Don't worry, we've taken care of that. <laughs> did you spill? Did you Jesus spill your wa- your your wine? You turned into wa- your water. You turned into wine. Don't worry, you won't stain that carpet. We'll turn it right back to water. OxyClean, Jesus in a can. Oh my God, that's funny. And I can't possibly end on a better note than that. So we hope you enjoyed your trip to the drive-through with with Brent and Cody on this very rusty and possibly technically ridden episode of BS to go. We we'll see we'll see you more later and uh I don't know do you have it can you possibly top your Billy Mays uh as your final good words Brent? Well, um just uh really quick uh there there seems to be some grease over here. You got you got that OxyClean Jesus in a can, right? We, <laughs> oh, we got to clean this shit up. Oh, here I've got an extra because if you buy now you get a second one for no extra cost. Hey Chad, Chad, we need you over here. We 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 got a mess in the drive-through. Yeah, it's okay. Go go ahead, get your ass no, don't put up the king of pop. Get us the get us the oxyclean Jesus in a can. No, no, n- not the oxyclean Jesus in a can. Light. We need the real thing. All right. Sorry, didn't want y'all to hear that, but fucker. <laughs> uh, amen. Oh man, it's been it's been a long day. I don't know what could make my day better. Do you know Jolene? Why, in fact, I do. That would be going to bspodcast.us. Oh, I've heard about that, especially on their Facebook page and their Twitter, and I think I have them in my iTunes feed. Oh, I'm sure you do. Also, Stitcher. They're the sexiest boys on all the podcasts. Yes, indeed they are. So I think I think we should all go and enjoy enjoy some of their fine soup eating right now. Oh, indeed. It's funny to us. That's all that matters. Wait, I we have to talk. I, this isn't what you promised me, Cody. You promised me blackjack and hookers, with the possibility the hookers would actually be attractive. That is not what you promised me. I have never been able to deliver on good-looking hookers. You know that good and well.